Can you catch this? Or match this? Check this direct to your spinal axis. All right, welcome back to Catch This. This is uh, episode six, and we're uh, going to switch gears a little bit today. I've got my uh, co-host, Adam Saberstein, with me here today, and we just wanted to have a conversation about what we're trying to do with the podcast. So, so Adam, why don't we start with you, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself. We've just recently entered this collaboration together, and we want to get us, get our listeners a sense of who we are and what we're doing here. No, absolutely. I think it's a great opportunity to let people know you know, kind of where we're going with this. Uh, my name is Adam Saperstein. I'm a Navy family physician, uh, currently stationed at the Uniformed Services University, having just come from overseas. I popped in a few weeks ago, saw a couple of microphones, and uh, as they say, the rest is history. I started asking, you know, what the microphones were for, and uh, learned a little bit more more about this podcast and kind of where it's going, which really fascinated me. Yeah, and you shared with me um, at that time, you you had a particular interest in it, and it clearly it piqued your interest, and in if I understand right, your background actually prior to medical school and medicine was, was in some form of humanities, right? In some ways, yeah, kind of guilty as charged. I did go to the Naval Academy, and there studied oceanography, but I was singing in high school, singing in the glee club at the Naval Academy. It got me to Italy, got me all over the States. Uh, it was a great job, great gig, if you will, uh, singing with a lot of really impressive singers. In fact, one of them is currently on Broadway. But my, my background uh, was kind of both that mesh of science and humanities, and uh, and the medium, the podcast medium just kind of speaks to me. Okay, but you actually you actually went to the Naval Academy here in Annapolis. Right. Road a little bit. Okay. Right, absolutely, absolutely. So when I, when I you know, I'm a podcast listener. You know, maybe I was weaned on NPR, but, uh, you know, listening to Terry Gross, listening to This American Life uh, with Ira Glass, it's a, it's a medium that just really stimulates me. So when I saw your microphones, I had to ask you the question, and now I'll ask the question for the listeners, which is, so where did this come from? Yeah, well, um, you know, it's sort of an evolution of an idea. What, what actually happened is, you, you know, here at the Uniform Services University, we've uh, recently kicked off a curriculum reform campaign. There's a lot of growing pains, a lot of challenges with that. And one of the things that we were sort of struggling with in, in military medicine was, uh, frankly, was just straight-up contact time. I had this problem of all this material that I needed to present to students. And then we're sitting in one of our curriculum reform meetings and you know, anybody that's been at USU knows Simon Oster. Simon's a, a unique personality, uh, but he's been an institution here at the Uniform Service Union, done a lot of great things for us and over the over the years. And one thing he's always been is an advocate for the students. And he stood up in a meeting one time, and this was just one of those moments where a light bulb for me just came on. Where he said, and he stood up and said, you know, we need to quit lecturing at our students. And we need to be recording these, you know, videos and doing things like that as opposed to sitting them down in a classroom. And I started thinking about some of the problems we've had with attendance and some of the things. And, you know, and the interesting thing is that our students, in fact, are, you know, uh, by and large, uh, very, very much on the ADD scales. And I think I've shared with you my, uh, I have some ADD diagnoses in my family with my kids. And, and, uh, and, the, and, the older I get, the more I realize the apple really doesn't fall that far from the tree. So uh, looking at my own ADD and studying my, you know, doing some things that, I, you know, I had to do to uh, refresh some skills, sitting online trying to take these hour-long courses and things. But what really the light bulb was that, you know, Simon was right. We need to start building curriculum that's in these little blurbs, these little quick blobs of information. You catch this, you move on. And then, you know, you're better able to attend to that and that kind of thing. And so 
So I kind of took what he said to heart, and I had made this decision to to uh, start recording video, like basically voiced over PowerPoint and figure out how to do that to get my self-study block for MCM done. Um, and then as I started doing that, I started thinking, you know, there's so much potential in this. Why why am I limiting this to this one course, the seniors? And, and so out of that, it essentially it evolved into the idea that, hey, we have not only a, a USU contingent, but we have an HPSP brethren that really is starving for information out there and doesn't have a whole lot of outlet. And why isn't the Uniformed Services University serving that community a little bit better? Even though it's not our direct responsibility, clearly there's a, a role for us there. And in military medicine, it seems like that would fit into into our realm. So, uh, so I started thinking, hey, you know, if I made this more public, then you know, it could be it could be useful to those. But then, what about those guys? You know, we we run into this, right? I mean, we we sit in class, we're passing boards, we're we're studying for boards, we're studying for clinical experiences, and you know, suddenly we're facing a deployment. And we realize, that, you know, I forgot about all that stuff. I should have right. paid more attention in class. You know. Right. And uh, wouldn't it be nice if those guys also had a chance to kind of have a resource to go back and review some of the core ideas in military medicine? So, uh, so as I was thinking about that, I mean, that's the idea of just building the podcast came up. And yeah, yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think that the, we know with learning theory that the 20 minutes is probably as, as long as anyone really is going to be focused. But traditionally, we've had these hour-long lectures, and and that's why we've had note takers in the past. I don't know when you went to school, but when I went to school, we had note takers that we would uh, yeah, well, and make take notes. You know, but your perspective changes when you become a faculty member, and I've been doing this here at USIS now for about five years uh, as a as a faculty member in the military emergency medicine department, and and it's interesting because it is uh, above and while while it is a military institution, a military schoolhouse, first and foremost, it's a uh, it's a medical school, and so attendance policy is elective for lectures. Uh, students, of course, are required to do certain types of activities and have to be there, but in acknowledgement of their different learning styles and so forth, they are not required to come to lectures, and that's probably the right decision. Not everybody agrees with that. I, I sometimes question it, but at the same time, clearly people learn differently, and, and if you're required to sit in a lecture and that's not your learning style, it's a waste of your time, right? So go sit in the library and study that material, and I, I used to do a fair amount of that when I was a student at USU. It's not 100% of the students sitting in the classroom, so you're, you're trying to give a lecture. You know, it's an hour long, and people aren't necessarily engaged for that whole time, and then the, and then, and then only the ones that are there are actually hearing it. And we, we do have the, uh, you know, lecture capture systems and all that, and I can trust that hopefully most people are listening to it. But it's a modern age, and, you know, trying to embrace yeah, technology, and I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be moved out of the inform or, or excuse me, out of the formal realm into the informal realm of learning. And in fact, that was one of the, the ideas I, I, I should mention here is that we were we were sitting in a faculty development session not that long ago, and I forget who it was talking about informal learning strategies. And, you know, the thing that really struck me was that, that you know, studies have shown that uh, uh, close to 90% of our learning is coming from the informal realm, right? Yeah, yeah. Not from the formal curriculum. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, you know, if that's true, then there's an opportunity to present more and more information in an informal manner to our students in a way that, you know, maybe it becomes useful, maybe it doesn't. And so so, so the idea of the podcast then became, you know, the, uh, an opportunity to potentially get more information out to people because, you know, the truth is they're only going to sit in so many classes and they're only going to read so many books. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is just one more way to, to touch people. Yeah, I mean, it, it brings me to back to this thought of meeting our learners where they are or this intent of meeting our learners where they are. And that's what I think this podcast does in, in so many ways. And that's what I think you were also talking about when, when you talk about some learners are going to learn better in the library, watching 
uh, a podcast or watching voiceover PowerPoint or watching a recorded lecture. Some will learn better at home. Some will learn better in the classroom. And if we don't acknowledge that, we're not going to hit our target, which is that each individual student gets that. You know, it's a nice tie-in to what you talked about before, which is that we have women and men throughout the country at HPSB locations. And if we can help to reach out to them to meet them where they are, I think that's a great opportunity that we can't pass up. So, you know, you talked about that before. I could see somebody saying, well, gosh, you're at USU. Is this just a USU thing? You know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, uh, that's exactly, you know, everybody everybody has to has to drive to work, right? Well, not, not everybody. I mean, <laughs> some, know, of, bikes, some yeah. of us are riding yeah. bikes now due to parking constraints and, you know, running into work and so forth. But uh, clearly you spend time in vehicles. You spend time, uh, you know, uh, that, that otherwise is fairly dead time. We all know. I mean, that's what podcasts are really all about: is being able to capture time and turn that that otherwise isn't very functional and turn it into something useful. I mean, you know, the more we can expand our minds, the better, right? So, so yeah. And and when you when you build a medium like this, you realize that you really you can reach out to everybody. And and we, you know, this is one team and one fight. I mean, we're you know we're wearing different color uniforms. We're coming from different backgrounds. But that's what makes us stronger. You know, I'm a big believer in diversity. I mean, diversity helps us to become a better and stronger team. And so we haven't, I don't think, in our community necessarily embraced that diversity all that well. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of in-culture in, in USU, and, and that's good. It's pride in the institution, the university. But at the same time, we got guys coming from uh, medical schools all across the country that have great experience and great background and very intelligent people and moving in and a lot of skills, but not, but not, not having the opportunity to develop their military medicine aspects of their profession and so you know this is just one one way to kind of reach out to them and I think anything that we do at the Uniform Services University curriculum wise or discussion wise can be beneficial to anybody that's going into um, military medicine you know and if you look at the web page the description of the podcast will tell you that what we're really aiming for is providing some supplemental information for the developing medical officer and uh, when I say that, I mean, do understand that I'm not talking about the guy that just graduated from medical school. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lieutenant colonel, and I feel like I'm still developing in many aspects of my career. So right. So I would hope that, you know, that, that this uh, idea would, would serve as a useful tool for, uh, for any of us. But, but again, we're going we're gonna to focus in on core ideas in military medicine. Yeah, you know, for, for those of our listeners who are HPSP students, I can speak to that component, which I was lucky. I went to a medical school where there were lots of HPSP students, um, and a large number of us came from some military background. But I know there are women and men across the country, many of whom are at medical schools where there is five or six or two uh, HPSP students total. And to not have an opportunity to listen in on some of these military-specific topics it's really doing them a disservice. Just like you said, this is this is one team, one fight, and it's exciting to me that there's an opportunity that exists here to reach out. Yeah, I was recently talking to a, um, a colleague of mine in the aerospace medicine community. He, uh, we were at the uh, Aerospace Medical Association conference, and you know, this is this is where we really build our, our aviation medicine community. And um, one one of our heroes is is uh, Colonel John Pettyjohn. Dr. Pettyjohn is, I, I'm not sure how old the man is, but he's, he's in his 70s, and he's still practicing. He just deployed to Iraq like the year before last, you know, raised his hand and said, I'm going to go. Wow. But he, uh, he, he's an uh, associate professor. No, he's a full professor down at, um, uh, what's it, Mobile, Alabama University of... Uh, UAB? UAB, UAB Medical School. And he, he makes a point every year of, uh, of executing a commissioning ceremony for the HPSP students as they walk across the stage at graduation. 
And uh, I really admire that because he, it's just his own initiative. He says, you know what, these guys need to have the, the, the pomp and circumstance and the, that event where it's like I'm putting this uniform on. and I'm gonna, so, he, so he sort of sets it up very much like we do at the USU graduation commencement where, you know, where they, they, they wear their cap and gown, but then they, they go off stage, they take the gown off, they put the uniform on, and he comes back up and does a public commissioning ceremony. And this year he had none. He, it was the first year in uh, like something like 30 years that he's been doing this. And he had he had no students this year, and that, it just speaks to your point that there are guys that are kind of out there that are sort of isolated without a whole lot of uh, uh, development going on, and not not necessarily knowing what they need to do. So, you know, if nothing else, I mean, maybe this is this is an area to sort of fr- frame a you know a, a, a bit of framework and, and mindset, and you know at least introduce and expose uh, you know these guys to a few things. And, and and the other opportunity is that you know there's a social media network that surrounds the podcast normally, you know, and, and we've done the same. So. You know, hopefully uh, down the road it becomes a way even to build connections between our, our disparate communities, the HPSB, the USU, and, and maybe start to build it into more of a common, you know, common focus. Yeah, so I, you know, I think one of the things we've talked about a little bit is the typical didactic information that's now being transmitted in a different format. For our listeners, if, if you look at the podcasts that are out there currently, you're going to see that there are five of them that are kind of these didactic talks and one that is more of an interview style. And I just want those who are listening to understand that we're really looking for multiple different ways to use the medium to transmit information that's going to be beneficial for them. Yeah, you know, and I would say, too, that, I mean, this is a grand experiment, right? I've never done this before. I've I don't think you have either. either. So we're learning as we go. And, uh, you know, one thing that, yeah, is probably different than some podcasts is that you're going to, you are going to see the format changing a little bit. I mean, you know, the initial idea was, uh, you know, I was planning on sitting here with, in my office with a a microphone and some PowerPoints and try to, you know, get some didactic uh, core knowledge across. And I'm still going to do that. I think that's, that's the the plan. But as, you know, as we started talking and and collaborating, we've really expanded the envelope a little bit on what we we plan on doing. And uh, so you're going to see interviews, you're going to see, you're going to see some storytelling, you're going to see some, some different things and, you know, who knows where it's all going to evolve. But, there, there will be some different formats. It's also one of the nice things about podcasting is that it's a mixed media. I mean, you can do a lot of different things. So you'll see, you'll see audio only. You'll see video only. Hopefully, we're we're trying to record the video so that you can, you know, you can still listen to it in the car while you're driving without it being a distractor. And then maybe if there's certain things you want to go back, but the there'll be you know multimedia kind of presence there. So so we'll see how it goes. You know, and obviously open to feedback. And that's really what the the website and the you know and the the social media is all about too is providing an avenue for us to communicate with our our listening community and uh, and get ideas out there. So yeah, there's there's no question that the group of people out there and there's a large number of developing medical officers. I'm a developing medical officer, and so for those of you listening, we are asking, we're begging, we are requesting, whatever word you want to look at, for you to send in your your recommendations, your thoughts, what you are looking for. There are things that we're not going to think of, and it's just the two of us. Um, we're going to have some ideas that are going to be good, uh, but we're not going to meet you where we need to meet you. So how would they send that in? Where would they send that message? Yeah, well, you know, I'm assuming if, if you're listening, you've probably found the website already. Uh, good job. But, <laughs> you know, but uh, if not, it's, uh, it's, it's really easy. You can Google it. Uh, the best, probably the best search terms are uh, military medicine. I think, actually, I, th- I think it works really best if you put catch this military medicine podcast, but I think it'll come up, you know, as a first or second hit if you just type in military medicine podcast. But the URL is www.catch-this.net. Very easy to find. And on there are all the links to all the uh, the RSS feeds and the um, um, in the social media. 
It should be on iTunes, although I'm still waiting for the final approval from iTunes, but it did get submitted, so you should be able to find it on iTunes. And uh, and we do have a Facebook page, and we have a Google Plus page, so if you follow those things, you can jump on there. And there is a Twitter, and you'll find that feed on the on the webpage as well. But So you'll see new episodes announced on there, and from time to time we'll probably you know get news out and that kind of thing. We're still trying to sort that out. But, yeah, what I would say is that you know, if you're on Facebook, post to our Facebook page, send us a message. Uh, we do have we have an email there. You'll find that on the link too. So however you want to get it to us, I don't really care. But uh, what we want to do is hear about it. So, you know, prob- probably uh, especially for those guys that are, are, are on Facebook or Google Plus, just post it to the timeline of the community and uh, see what uh, you know. See what other people say about it too, because you know, comment on if somebody throws an idea out there, comment on. It. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. I'd like to hear that, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll feed those, and we can only keep up with what we can keep up with. But at the end of the day, what I really like to have is every is a list of requests, if you will, and then we'll uh, we'll work from there. And let us know how we're doing. When the podcasts go out, uh, many of which are coming because we're hearing these are things that we would like to hear from a group of listeners. We want to know, did we hit the target? Did we do this well? Are there things that we can do better? I mean, that feedback is invaluable to us. We're really open to this. Like you said, this is a grand experiment. So, so Adam, you came in here that day, and uh, my new sort of makeshift studio here has become a conversation <laughs> starter for a lot of guys. But, but you really jumped in and, and uh, you know, stepped up to the plate and, and doing this. And uh, so I'm curious, you know, you said a couple things, but what really, what really got you interested in doing this work? You know, it's really how I work that made me think about the different opportunities, different possibilities here. We have these opportunities um, over the course of our life to, to see things that are kind of interesting and to either engage or not engage. That's just my style. I saw the microphone. I had to know the story. I had to know what's behind the microphone because you don't walk in to most military doctor's offices and see a microphone. So that was the first thing. I thought, this is a medium that I know works for me. I know it works for our students. I know it works for my colleagues. How are we using this? Let's, let's look into it. So the first question was just, what's the microphone doing there? And once I heard what you were doing um, currently, it, it just made me think, okay, you know, there's so many possibilities that exist here. And there are so many people that are looking for information, for some military-specific information, and they can find it here and there. But I haven't heard of a podcast that does this. So, you know, I thought about, gosh, we just came back from overseas. When people go overseas, that's a shift. And what the military medical officer does overseas, it's different. When you're deployed, it's different. And if there were a place for us to be able to have interviews with people, for them to tell their first-person narratives, for us to offer some didactic information to help them with that, that made sense. So my mind, you know, the, the neurons started firing, and gosh, what was it, two and a half hours later, we were walking out the door? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it reminds me. I, I I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but the uh, what you know one one of the stimulus I had was that um, I have a lot of very interesting conversations right here in this office with people. You know, people sit right where you're sitting in that chair, and uh, just we we start talking about things. You know, and I mean they're they're all over the map, but you know, often I said, man, I wish I could record this because people need to hear this conversation. It's not doing me. I mean, it's doing me a world of right, good, a lot but, of good but, but but how do I translate that into something that that's useful to our community? And, uh, you, you know, cer- certainly it, it helps reinforce what I'm teaching or when I'm lecturing or that kind of thing. But some of these conversations are just conversations that people just need to have and hear. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe if we could just start recording some of them and, you know, what, you know, what better medium, right? So, uh, so yeah, you know, it's, it's really exciting and I'm enthusiastic about it. I, I hope that, you know, I hope that we can, uh, you know, evolve this and keep it relevant to the listeners. And, and uh, again, that's going to help if we get that feedback from the community and start building that listenership a little bit. So, yeah, 
piggybacking on that idea of there are these conversations that we have with people that are just fascinating conversations that we want to share, I also love the opportunity to be a fly on the wall. You know, you talked about Simon Oster. I enjoy just being able to listen to somebody with that amount of experience, um, with that amount of perspective, talking to somebody else with equal amounts of experience and perspective. I mean, how many people do we know who have been practicing medicine for the past 60 years, 30 of it inside of a military institution, where they can share their experiences? So I love being the fly on the wall listening into those conversations. And I hope that when we do some of the interviews, it offers our listeners the opportunity to do just that. Yeah, you, you came. Uh, you came up with a new idea, um, and I, I wonder if you'll talk about that a little bit. You know, I'm sort of tentatively calling it the the uh, uh, step into the machine initiative, right? And we're still still sort of working with the, yeah. the title and so forth. But uh, talk, talk to us about that idea real quick. Uh, so kind was, of the StoryCorps idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, StoryCorps has this thing where they basically go around the country and they set up a mobile recording platform. And people who want to come in and want to share their story can do just that, share their story. It goes in the National Archives, um, and you can look that up online by typing in StoryCorps. Um, but the opportunity to walk into a space and to share a story, to share a first-person narrative, it's powerful on two levels. It's powerful for the individual to be able to share their story. And it's even more powerful, or maybe equally powerful, I don't want to rate that, it's also powerful um, for the listener to be able to listen to that uh, unedited first-person narrative. You know, one of the first times that I heard about this idea, it was actually an answering machine in New York. And there was this answering machine in New York where you could call and anonymously say whatever it was that was on your mind. And it became almost like this confessional. And, and there were recordings that you could listen to later on. Very, very powerful stuff that came out of that. So the concept inside of a military environment just seemed logical. I mean, we've got people who have had experiences in all sorts of places. Now, honestly, there are some people who, because of the secrecy of their experiences, they're not going to be able to share those in our environment. But many of them they can. And so that first-person opportunity seems fantastic to me. So the opportunity to set up the studio for a day, for example, and have people come in over 15-minute increments and tell their story based upon a common theme, not an interview style. This is a this is a storytelling style. Just seems like another great opportunity to share great experiences that we might not hear otherwise. And it's those hidden gems. And in general, those might be hidden gems that we'd never find if we don't make this opportunity available to the storytellers as well as to our audience. So that was where that's where that came from. Yeah, it's very it's very exciting. And the more I, I thought about it, the more I fell in love with this idea. And so, you know, as as we talked about, just uh, for our listeners, let them know we're planning on doing the first round of this probably this this winter, right? Absolutely. Um, uh, still working out some of the details, but we'll get some announcements out and uh, and, and, and try to get that set up. Pro- probably in December time frame, I think is what we're really really thinking about, right? We'll, we'll, Absolutely. We'll figure out the schedule, yeah. but yeah, pay attention to that because if you if you have a story that you think is is worth uh, telling, then you know we want to hear it for sure. So absolutely, and and I should you know I gotta give credit where credit is due. So you know my wife deserves a lot of credit for this. I mean she's the one who uh, taught me about both of those things about StoryCorps about the voice machine or the answering machine recording. And I think that's just another lesson in in this whole process, which is that while we talk about the developing military officer, you know, we're units, we're families, and whether that family is the family that you grew up in, whether that family is the family that you live in now, there is a connection that exists. This is one team, one fight, truly. For those of us who have been deployed, you know, we're all part of this process. And so it also excites me that we have the opportunity to help the developing military medical officer 
in ways that are very clearly academic, in ways that are very clearly kind of reflective and, and personally growing, and also to touch on aspects that affect the military family. Um, so I'm really excited about that opportunity as well. Well, I, you know, I think uh, I think we're out of time at this point. Um, uh, thank you for uh, having this conversation with me today, Adam. And, uh, thank you, Justin. Uh, for the listeners, of course, you'll hear both of us on the podcast from time to time. We'll be trading off. We'll be working together. There'll be a number of uh, different voices you hear from time to time. I'll, I'll be bringing in some uh, different experts on various things. Uh, I've got one on the slate, for instance. We're going to have uh, Commander Palma uh, talking about ultrasound uh, techniques and things like Great. that in the field. Uh, so that's, that's the next one on the on the slate, but uh, a lot of exciting things coming, and uh, uh, you know we look forward to working with you as we move forward in this, and uh, look forward to meeting all our listeners and uh, getting you guys involved in the conversations. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Woodson. I'm Adam Saperstein. Keep reaching for excellence, and we'll see you next time. I'll catch this. for listening. This podcast was released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike License. Some rights are reserved. For more information, check out creativecommons.org. The opinions and assertions contained in this podcast are the private opinions of the authors, hosts, and guests and are not to be construed as official or reflecting the views of the Department of Defense or the Uniform Services University of the Health Sciences. For more information on Catch This, check out our website at www.catch-this.net. Hey, if you like our title song, it's called Mic Check by Nature. Check out Free Music Archive online for more great Creative Commons music.